Hello. Hey, this is Andrew. This is Lincoln. And we're back. I mean, this one took a, a month. Yeah, we were kind of uh, deliberating on whether to, to buy some equipment. We decided to cheap out and not do it uh, at the advice of producer Nick. Yeah. Now we're, we're doing it with no microphones, just straight on a cell phone. So this is our first test. And Use. we're, yeah, using this device. And from a personal request, we're directing this, this test at Norman. So, hey Norman. Hey Norm. So we figured we'd try anything to get you to listen, since you're our boy. So, let's talk about, let's talk about the Leafs. Yeah, since you requested that topic, I mean, if you actually listen to our first three episodes, we did talk about the Leafs and we talked about sports in general. Some people didn't like it, so this one's is, is an isolated episode just for you. This one is just for you. So, I guess tonight we've got probably one of the more anticipated games of the season with the way the Leafs are playing right now, with the way the Bruins are playing right now. This one's going to be a pretty hype matchup. Pretty much going to be, what, second and third seed in the Atlantic? Yeah, pretty much. And uh, tonight we got a, a boost. We got Morgan Riley back. Uh, we got Ron Hainsey back in the lineup. I don't know who you're going to take out, though, because Travis McDermott's playing well. That rookie, that 26-year-old rookie, Hull, is playing, well, I guess you can't judge it by just the stats, right? He's on pace for 31 goals. So, <laughs> I mean, how could you take him out of the lineup? Yeah, well, he was a ECHL, and then this year he's like the AHL All-Star team. So, according to Tom, I got this, this update from Tom. Uh, they're taking a haul out of the lineup, so um, Borgman stays in. Okay. And um, Hall comes out, I believe. Or would it be more than Hall coming out? I'd probably keep, like, Travis McDermott, because it sounds like this guy's, like, Hall's two goals. Mm-hmm. They're goals, but it's kind of fl- fluky, I want to say. His first goal where he's coming down the wing, he's shooting at a really bad angle, and it still went, went in. So Grice was kind of shit in the bed there. Well, Grice has been shooting the bet all season, same with the lock. But yeah. uh, uh, when you look at the, the Leafs lineup and um, the defense, if you put anyone back there except for Roman Polak, you've got some mobility and the ability to move the puck instead of throwing it off the boards or throwing it away like it's a grenade. Yeah. So, I mean, can't argue with having Hainsey uh, back in the lineup. Riley's going to be a big boost. Um, yeah, those are your top four guys right there. And Arguably, like, your top pairing right there. And, you know, I mean, the play of, of Jake Gardner over the last little while, while Riley's been out, you just, uh, I was, I've been joking around, they should just convince Gardner that Riley has been traded. Or <laughs> convince him or something, because, you know, Gardner's been playing his, arguably his best hockey of the season. Uh, it's taken him quite some Are we talking about relativity? Because, I mean, relatively speaking, he is probably our best defenseman. On our roster right now, my, like the last two games, because Riley and what Hainsey wasn't playing. So <laughs> right, um, and I think overall, I mean, with the way Riley has been playing, uh, Gardner is, is our second best defenseman on the team. Uh, period. At times, he's elevated his play to being our best defenseman. I'm not just talking about stats too, um, but his play relative to his play earlier in the season has been great. Um, and he hasn't been asked to play 30 minutes. I thought he would be asked to play 30 minutes for sure, like him and uh, Zaitsev last game. But they they managed to spread the minutes around quite quite evenly, which is um, good to keep these guys fresh. No lie, though. Like I, 
everyone, it's well documented that I don't like Garner. Right. Because he's a giveaway or turnover machine, soft ass like tofu in the corner. Right. Um, every single time I watch a game, I, I haven't caught a lot of games, but the last two, two nights I was watching, I'm like, I noticed they were on all the time. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good indication because he's just, the way that, you know, he plays, he's got to give you what, like, he might come out the night with three assists, but he also gave up, like, two goals. Well, I mean, I think when you, you look at a player who, who maintains possession like Gardner, this is my, my main argument on Gardner. You know that with a player who carries the puck so much and looks for that pass and has the patience to make those passes, there's going to be giveaways. And not all those giveaways end up in goals. So people have the perception that the puck always ends up in the back of the net when those giveaways happen. The truth is that he's most times able to recover from those giveaways, right? I mean, you look at his patience with the puck, the fact that he doesn't just throw the puck away, and you look at giveaways by guys like, you know, Roman Polak or other defensemen who kind of just cough it up. I think Gardner's play relative to those those few giveaways that he does have has been a benefit to the team. So, I don't know. He does some of the underappreciated stuff that people don't notice. People notice the giveaways. Yeah. I mean, people don't notice the, the, the stuff like the, the, the denial of zone entries, for example. He seems to be pretty good at that. Okay. Uh, I, you know, that's my main argument with him. I think um, just the giveaways aren't always ending up in the back of the net. And that's just a fact of life with a player who dominates possession like that. See, this is what I'm thinking. Because the last couple of years when he came in, he's gone crazy praise because his skating ability is good. But speaking back like the last four years, like four years ago, the trend was to have big guys, bruising guys, guys that are going to come at you in the corner and take away the puck. But now with all the forwards being getting younger, you get like this new wave of players coming in that can forecheck hard and skate. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in the league can skate now. Do you think it's going to diminish his play in the long term? Just the fact that it kind of neutralizes like one of his like biggest advantage, which is his skating. I, I think his biggest advantage right now not not is not his skating backwards. It's his lateral movement. Yeah. So when you look at his ability to wait and look for that pass in the neutral zone, yeah. The fact that you, you know you'll notice this a lot with Gardner when he's skating through the neutral zone, he he'll turn sideways. He'll, he'll open he up will, his like he legs. opens up his yeah. stance and he looks for that pass. Yeah. He seems to have some some chemistry or affinity with Nylander and, and Matthews. So. Not everyone, like, this is a quote that was, I think, in the, in the, the paper the other day. Uh, Babcock and I think another teammate said, you know, Jake has been playing great, but you don't always know what he's gonna, what he's gonna do. Right? Yeah. There's certain players who can receive that pass. Like Matthews, there's a beautiful pass to Hyman the other day. Yeah. Like, there's certain players who have no idea how to receive that pass. So, it's, it's tough to get on the same level with him sometimes, on the same page. Uh, yeah. Some of those things end up in icing and giveaways. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to... Sometimes you take the good with the bad when it comes with him. Yeah, just pray to God that he doesn't send one straight down yeah. the middle of the ice. And, yeah. you know, Matthews or Nylander's just looking back and just yeah. gets killed. Because you know suicide passes are coming one day. We got smart We got smart players um, who would just let that pass go. And oftentimes our players do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... I mean uh, we're never going to agree on, on Jake Garner, and then worse, my 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 arguments with Tom. Tom and I are never going to agree yeah. on that particular player. Um, but I, I like our our defense right now, and I'm not going to say they have this, the staying power to play like this for the rest of the way. Yeah, I think um, 
Uh, Dermot is playing on a crazy high right now. He's back playing with confidence. Yeah, back to back um, shutouts for the two goalies, right? Yeah, it was back to back on a back to back night. Yeah, and that brings up another subject. I think Curtis McElhaney has been playing out of his mind. Yeah, the last two times that he did play, yeah. You don't always know what McElhaney is going to be doing in the net either, because there's times when he's all over the place. Like, dude looks like a press, <laughs> like the media guys. Yeah. Dude, his hair just side with side parted. I'm. Whenever I see him on TV, I'm like, this guy is not an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. He might, he might arguably be the most boring hockey player. Yeah. Um, we probably saw more personality out of his dad in the stands <laughs> yeah. than I've seen out of Curtis McElhinney, but. Isn't Curtis McElhinney like 35 years old? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's around. He's, he's been a journeyman. He's been around. But I think the magic touch of whatever Babcock and his coaching staff have done, because yeah. they, they scooped McElhinney off waivers. I didn't expect anything out of him. Like anything at all. Well, we, I didn't expect him to sign actually. But we got him last year. He was supposed to be a free agent. We signed him again for, I'm not sure if it's two years. We got two pretty decent AHL goalies in the back end of the card. And Garrett Sparks. Garrett Sparks. Garrett Sparks. The, you know, the typical Toronto Maple Leaf store where he comes out, plays like, you know, five games, has crazy success, and then everyone's all, Sucking his dick and trying to make, you know, trying to build a statue for him. Again, over, in my opinion, he's kind of overrated. He's just a big goalie, but there's a reason why he, he went from our starter <laughs> to like backup to like arguably, you know, third, fourth in the depth chart. Yeah. Like we have some options at the, uh, the trade deadline. I don't know if the Leafs want to move any one of those three guys, McElhaney, Sparks or, or Picard. Yeah. Uh, Calvin Pickard. Um, but they have that, that flexibility and that option. I think the only thing counting against them is the goalie market is quite saturated right now. Yeah. Oversaturated. So I don't know if they have that ability to freely move somebody. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, that's typically a couple of goalies coming up this year. That's kind of proven themselves. So, you know, different typical markets out in what, like Winnipeg before. I was kind of hoping that maybe. You know, Fleury's going to, Mark Andre Fleury's going to end up in Winnipeg or in Calgary, but, you know, he's out in Vegas doing his thing right now. Out in magical Vegas, just racking up points and, and leading the league. Aren't you glad you never took that slap at? Because uh, you were going to play the, <laughs> I would, I would, I think Tom probably would have been a fool to take that bet. I think Tom would have broke his hand slapping <laughs> in the face. It, it, it's, it's, it's highly possible. Uh, they, they exceeded all expectations. Uh, Vegas is, Vegas odds makers are, are shitting their pants right now <laughs> yeah. at the people who put down, you know, a hundred bucks on Vegas. The payout is going to be insane. Was a hundred bucks to win the cup or hundred bucks to top their conference? I mean, chances are they might even have that, right? Like, yeah, top in their conference and top in their, their division. There's various prop bets you can make. And I made a few prop bets on, uh, other teams to, to do well uh, this season. So. Yeah, Vegas has been such a, a, a big surprise. Again, their home record is amazing. I, I've joked about that before the season. Yeah. Uh, that they would have a 41-0 home record. Tortorella, right? How the one coach that you thought would actually restrict players, he basically, what, he came out and said, you know what, these guys are looking forward to it all year. I'm going to let them go do their thing. Like, yeah. I'm not going to restrict it. Didn't they lose that game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But given his success, that's the only reason why he's been so chill. That's true. Not really. Like, he was 
shit in on their what power play for the longest time. Right. But they're still pretty good right now. I guess it's all built from like their their goalie out. Yeah, everything is everything is dependent on that goalie. Like Tortorella's whole job is dependent on yeah. Sergei Bobrovsky being well, healthy. Landon Landon that perfect trade right? Seth Jones for was it Ryan Ryan Johansson. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Johansson worked out for both sides. It's worked out arguably better for Columbus than it did for uh, for Nashville. Yo, straight up, what do you think about like Mike Fisher coming back? Um, I mean, I, I've seen uh, posts uh, through our, some of our chat groups talking about how you know uh, Mike Fisher doesn't want to be a trophy husband, <laughs> yeah. and Carrie Underwood wants him out of the house. I think that you know Mike Fisher doesn't want to be a trophyless husband, and I'm talking about <laughs> his career not having a cup ring. So he he sees Nashville, you know, on on the hunt for the Stanley Cup. They're playing quite well, so he's yeah. he's jumping right in. I always did wonder, like, why why did he retire? He's what 38, 30, 36, he's thirty six or thirty seven. So he's yeah, not he's that not old. yeah, he's not that old. He can still skate. Like he was never known to be like a point producer. Right? He's really at max. His career potential was like a second second line center. Yeah, but. Like a third line, fourth line center, you know, you can probably trust this guy more so than some of the other scrubs that you can pick up on the waiver. It's true. It's a good uh, pre-trade deadline acquisition for them. I don't know exactly where he fits in. He's going to need like a month of time to ramp up to like game shape. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been skating or playing or doing anything, right? I mean, why would you? Yeah. Carrie Underwood, you're living in her house and, <laughs> you know, you're living the good life. But I guess, you know... He's getting bored with her on tour all the time. Like he just wants some independence. Yeah, just <laughs> straight up like uh, TMZ. Yeah, I thought like the the rumors were like um, one of them were cheating. That's why like uh, Carrie Underwood had like some facial abuse. Oh, well. Anyways, she basically, well, she she posted up some I think on Twitter or Instagram prior saying like her face got messed up through something, right? Like. You know, she made a big deal of nothing. Oh. She still looks high. I, I don't know anything about that. No. Yeah, no, I'm so certainly not going to wait into that. This is only my TMZ input there, but spousal abuse is not funny. I do, do not condone it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but uh, I think this is a good five, ten minute test. So, Norm, I expect you to come back and tell us what you thought of this segment just for you. Yeah, and uh, that's, that's it. And I guess we'll give this a listen. Yeah. All right. Peace. Peace.